At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. There's only 24 hours in a day. I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to. There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through. Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And this is Pod on Pod. Uh, this week on Pod on Pod, we're going to be reviewing a show called Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote as Kids. That's that's a heck of a title, Josh. It is the first problem I have with this show. I'll say this. I actually sort of like that they own it. No. You no, and I. No, wait, we talk, wait, wait. At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. No, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. We talk all the time about how titles don't say what they are. And this one, right off the jump, tells you exactly what it is. I don't need to do an elevator pitch for this show. I don't need to even right. explain content. You just name the show. Grown-ups read things they wrote as kids. That is the premise of the show. Yep. Right there. So I appreciate that. But... Last time we recorded, I kind of poo-pooed this show. Like, I don't know if I, I want to listen to like that. Just seems weird. It seems like an odd thing. So what I did was I went and watched Mortified. Okay. Okay. It's the exact same thing, right? Mortified. Yeah. So Mortified and uh, and grown-ups who read things they wrote as kids uh, is the exact same concept, um, and they're both live events, right? So Mortified is a live event. People get up, read from their diaries, read a poem, read whatever they wrote whenever they were in their adolescence, right? Um, and it's a documentary about it. Grown-ups read things that they wrote as kids. It's the exact same thing. These, these guys get up. They read um, you know, stuff out of their diary or whatever, right, to a live audience. It's a live show, and it's recorded, captured uh, on audio, and then packaged to go out as a podcast, right? They're the exact same thing. Uh, now – is Mortified a podcast? I can't find the no. Mortified podcast. No, Mortified's not a podcast. There you go. It's so a it's documentary. Not- it's the exact same thing. You can't say that. It's the exact same thing. One's a documentary, one's a podcast. The concept, the premise, everything exactly the same. It My was- point is I had a foundation to work from when listening to the podcast. Okay. Here, here would be my question. When did Mortified start? 
uh, we're which, by the way, I guess we should have started this episode with a mea culpa. We did not have a new episode last week. We apologize about that. Real life and and jobs got in the way of us getting to the studio this week. We're gonna double up on you in a big bad way. Not only are we doing two reviews, yeah. but one of those reviews is even gonna have two versions that'll be available for you uh, to download if you want to uh, check that out. Uh, but this episode, we're discussing a show called Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote as Kids. Now, I'm looking at the about page here, which, by the way, the website is, can you guess? It's grownupsreadthingstheywroteaskids.com. <laughs> this show started in 2007. Since 2007, Brave Adults Across Canada. That's the other thing that you should know. This is a Canadian show. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that because it has it in the tie. It has it, it's in all the info on the um, episodes, but th- that's not the point. It doesn't matter if it's in Canada or a podcast. It's the exact same concept as Mortified, and Mortified is the exact same concept as this. I don't care which came first. I'm just trying to give myself a, uh, a foundation to work from, right? Sure. Okay. And turns out I, it didn't make me feel awkward or embarrassed uh, for these people. I found stuff really enjoyable, funny, poignant, sad. It was cool. Yeah, it brings a lot of things in, and, and – uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was a great idea. You and I discussed last week, we both had a little trepidation about the idea of this because yeah, we yeah, heard yeah. a yeah. similar thing done on other podcasts where celebrities, right. yes. people that we already know and love, bring out something from their youth, mm-hmm. read it, and then comment on it as they do it. And generally, it's done with a how dumb was I, I mean, especially in the case of Kevin Smith. He has made fun of himself as a kid numerous uh, on numerous episodes of Smodcast. And, and other shows. This is not that at all. To me, this is celebrating the naivety, the imagination. See, I would have thought that it celebrated the sameness, the connection, the oneness that everybody really has. Because whenever you're adolescent and you're writing that thing down, right, or you're writing that event down, you're writing your thoughts or your feelings down, you think you're the only one going through it. And that's why you write it down. You have to have a way to express yourself because people aren't going to get it, right? It's one of the reasons you do it. And then whenever these you hear these participants reading things about their life that was going on with them and how they felt about it, a lot of the good feeling you get is, "Wow, man, I felt that same way." Or I can, you know, you you can have this instant connection with it. So every week on Pod on Pod, when we review a podcast, the way that we talk about it is we tell you about it by breaking it down into four categories. We talk about the content. We talk about the host likability. We talk about production values and audio quality. And then we give you some of our favorite moments, and we rate the thing overall by discussing earbuds. We don't give it thumbs up or stars. We give earbuds here on Pod on Pod. So uh, let's start with uh, – we've already talked a little bit about the content, but it it really says it all. The idea is that they host a live event – a lot of different people take the stage to read from their journals, yeah, diaries, yeah. Ch- you know, childish uh, short stories, things like that. And then Dan Meisner, the host, puts those together, uh, the best parts, sort of, along with interviews with the readers. Um, and the idea there is that you get a little bit of context or maybe you answer, well, what did happen with you and your stepfather that you hated in that thing that you wrote or whatever. And you know? this is um, that point right there. I felt like the documentary Mortified did a better job of because, number one, in Grown Ups, you don't get a lot of backstory as as these people are telling their stories. Beforehand, Dan will jump in and kind of give you a little exposition and then it will go into the reader, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, in Mortified, it was the reader giving the exposition 
and then giving the reading. And I like that much, much better. Much better that way. So it's still the it's still the writer that reads the article and you still get an interview with them. Not every single one that you hear in the show, but many of them you get context from their adult selves uh, interviewed by Dan. Mm-hmm. But the the in and the out is conducted by Dan Meisner. I don't have a problem I with do. that. It's abrupt. It's strong. It takes you out of these moments because this show is – Just by the very nature of these people reading something that they wrote that was supposed to be the most secret to them or uh, something that was was importantly – think about this. Like you may be an anomaly because you write stuff down all the time. Very few people feel passionately enough or think that that something is important enough to write down to keep as a memory, to keep as a journal, right? Most people don't do that. So whenever these people are sharing that with everybody, you know, that's kind of a moment. And whenever he comes in with the exposition or the in or the outs, it takes you out of that. Okay, so two answers to questions we raised earlier in the show as I'm doing my research here. I had not heard about Mortified before you mentioned it. The documentary, by the way, is called Mortified Nation. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a live event. Like there, there's well, the, the live events are called Get Mortified, yeah, and that's yeah. the name of the website too. GetMortified.com. Uh, their Facebook page, at least, holds that they were founded sometime in 2007, which would make it basically the same time as sure. the Canadian grown-ups reading uh, things they wrote as kids. I'm just going to say, not having seen Mortified, although it does seem that they have a podcast now as well. You can find them, The Mortified Podcast. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's the, exact, dude, it's the exact same thing. All right. So there's a flavor for everybody here then. But let's talk about the show that we actually reviewed as opposed to the show that you that you found that was like it. Right. But I think it's important to put that out there because there's going to be people who maybe have seen Mortified and, and have have that context. Right. So you have All that right. context. You have that foundation. All right. So uh, let's talk then about host likability. Let's move to that. We got Dan Meisner here with Grown Ups Read Things They yeah. Wrote as Kids. This dude's got a, uh, as the Weekly Planet said about our show, uh, a sweet Jesse Thorne voice. He's got a very, <laughs> he's got a very classical radio voice. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. I guess I didn't. Th- like obviously he's the host, but I always felt like every like each reader was a host hmm. and not just a participant. I understand that idea. Yeah. I like I look at him as a curator, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right. I mean, and it's not him himself necessarily throwing these events, hosting the events, but the idea is that these events happen. Everybody comes together, and it's very communal. Being in the room is one experience. Oh yeah, and maybe mortified captures that a little bit more than grown-ups read things they wrote as kids. What I what I like about this show is we talk a lot about the rambling nature of a lot of podcasts, yes. the, the freewheeling nature of the form. People take advantage of that sometimes to their own detriment. I think this is a good example of keeping it tight. He yes. gets to the very heart of the story, and you don't need all of that uh, you know, 15-minute reading that they might have done. You need two minutes in the middle where she told you the important thing about the way that she felt about her family or the dreams that she had as a, uh, you know, when she was going to be grown up or the kid that was tired of not being picked for soccer or whatever. Like, I feel like he gets See, to those, no, I think, gets in and out no, and packages I, it better. I, I don't agree with that. I think some, you know, I think he does get to the heart of it, but to say that nothing's lost in the editing process just isn't true. Well, I mean, something is lost. I'm saying there is less value in what is lost than what is retained. Again, I don't necessarily agree with that either. All right. Because sometimes the important thing isn't 
Sometimes the important thing isn't the realization. It's the journey to get to that realization that is not only important to the reader, but could be important to other people out there who may have gone through the same thing or feel the same way. I think this is your anti-Canadian bias coming out. That's, that's what's How going on How in the here. world am I anti-Canadian? <laughs> no, not at all. I, not really. I almost, started get, I, almost, I almost started to do the classic, I've got Canadian friends. That's right. <laughs> I, I've, I've had three Canadians in my house. Uh, <laughs> Dan is supremely optimistic and positive. That's the tone that he has on the show. He has a very traditional, we said, radio voice. He reminds me a lot of like an NPR host or something like that. But I feel like so often the NPR host voice, their natural tone, their their normal tone is almost skepticism and like not pessimism necessarily, but close. Yeah, I can like get it's that. a downbeat can, and he's well, very upbeat. Well, it's it's so you don't think I just believe – Anything that comes across my yes. internet feed, this is the voice I'm going to use so you know that I am serious about what I'm doing. Yeah, I, it's almost like if if I bring positivity to my voice, if I have a smile when I'm talking, then people won't take me seriously. Yeah, but these events are po- like those are these events are positive things. Like they're celebrations. Yeah, even the ones that yeah. talk about tragedy or yeah, sadness right. yes. or whatever, it's, yes, about, it's about triumphing can, and overcoming. Indeed, yeah. indeed. So I love that part about Dan, especially. Uh, let's move to the production values. I I thought it was very very smooth. Uh, it actually is sort of a Canadian public radio show. I believe it's been connected to a radio there, and I it has. Has that feel? The production levels are high. There's music throughout, pretty much mixed under it. How did you feel about that? Okay, I'm going to say this. All right, because people tend to be sensitive. Anytime you say anything negative or untoward about a show that they love, and that's fine. They should. Sure, they're fans, and that's what they should do. But I'm going to put it this way: I like M and M's. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't like the candy shell of an M M&M. and M. I think it's a terrible coating to have around that chocolate. Because when I bite in slowly, which I like to do, the candy shell will splinter and I'll get little shards of candy shell hitting me in the gums and it's unpleasant. Now, I'm not going to stop eating M&M's because of it. I still like M&M's. I don't like that part of M&M's. How do you feel about Reese's Reese's Pieces? Same thing. Those little hard candy shells, I don't, man, they jab me in the gums. I feel like the Reese's Pieces, to continue the metaphor and take it to its logical conclusion, I feel like the Reese's Pieces candy shell does a better job flavor-wise of matching what you get inside the candy. And therefore, the consistency of the experience is better with Reese's Pieces than with M&M's. That's my own personal opinion and preference. And I'm feeling that for you, if, if, you're, if you're me there, the Reese's Pieces of these choices is mortified for you. No, no, I'm not making a choice between mortified or grown-ups. The point is, is I like Grown-ups, I like the the format. That's all fine. But the hard candy shell that keeps jabbing me in the gums are the ins and outs. They're, they're, they can be abrupt and jarring for me, and I don't really care for it. But I still like the, the, the show as a whole. All right. What about the audio quality? Um, it is a live recording. Yep. Yes. You get the audience mm-hmm. uh, in there, but I think that actually adds to the feeling. It's yeah, and you're going to – I mean obviously it's a live show. Everybody, they're, they're recording it as a live show. They know so they're not going to have to edit it and maybe you know tweak the audio to make it palatable. And if it doesn't – and if it, and if it's not palatable, then they aren't going to put it in the show. 
you know, you'd assume because it's all very listenable. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, you know, the other thing is with the interviews, the follow-up interviews, most of those are in person. I heard a couple, though, that he did by phone uh, just because yeah. he couldn't get with the right. person while they were at the event or something. And to me, those were very high quality, too. You know I've got issues with phone calls, but but these all sound fine. Audio quality was never an issue for me on this podcast. Was it for you? No. There you go. All right. That's the audio quality, host likability, production values, and the content we've all talked about. Let's talk about some of our favorite moments. There were a bunch of really good ones in here. I listened to several episodes, 201, 204, 207, and then I went back and listened to 205, actually. A couple of my favorite moments off the top of my head. In episode 204, uh, Nancy Nancy is writing a letter to her parents, and she Mm -hmm. begins the letter with, Dear Mom and Dad, I hate it here at Brownie Camp. And then the whole rest of the letter, it is like the worst Charlie Brown, pessimistic, you know, uh, they said we could go swimming, but then again, I'm sure it'll rain tomorrow, so we won't be able to, you know. Or the the camp counselors uh, said that we might finish the week with an ice cream party, but then again, I'm sure it'll taste bad. You know, I can't wait to come home. Please come and get me. That's how she ended the thing. There's just the overwhelming pessimism of a child. <laughs> I appreciated that. No, see, I like any other readings that that was like, I hate my parents and just was real nice calling their parents names, cussing their parents out in their journal or whatever, right? Because it kind of puts things in perspective. Like, I, I don't have kids yet. I want kids. And I know there's going to be a time where no matter what, that child is going to hate me at some point. Yeah. Just because they don't, they can't see the whole scope of everything, right? Right. And, I'm, and I've always thought, man, that's going to bum me out when that happens. But all these people seem to be like well-adjusted people. Yeah. Right? They just had some hate in their heart at yes, 14. Yeah. yeah so whenever, they, whenever I hear them read that and, and, and you know get the interview part with them and everything, I'm like, all right, my kid can hate me and they'll still turn out just fine. Talking about the short-sighted nature of youth, in episode 207 – there's this guy that had written a letter to – he was like a landlord and a boss. This guy moved like across the country with like a family friend or something and was both working for him and living in his house or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, he, He's like 17 or 18 years old at the time. He ran up an $800 phone bill while he was there working for him in long distance charges and, and things like that. All right. This is him reading a letter that he had written to him explaining why he was not going to pay. And in fact, if justice was to be had, the man would owe the kid money. And he goes like point by point all of the different things in their verbal agreement on what the nature of their relationship was going to be that this guy didn't hold up to his bargain. But it's things like (laughs) promised time off not given. Uh, estimated value minimum five hundred dollars. You know, like he <laughs> no, no, your time off doesn't have a monetary value. He priced, sir. Off, he priced off his time. <laughs> yeah, but not not just all of his time. Like he he uh, he priced things like oh he he said. House sitting, you know, like I watched your location while you were gone three different weekends on business trips. No, you lived in his house for free while he was gone for three different business trips. Like this guy was a was a tenant of his and he was also counting that as house sitting on, on three different locations and, and assigning sure, dollar now How old was this when he wrote that? He was like 17 or 18 years old and this, and this kid's like now in his 30s. He has never paid the guy back, by the way. He still has never sent him the $800. He 
expressed regret though, and he's like, in the back of my head, it's one of those things like someday I'll get a tax refund or something, and I'll write the guy a thousand dollar check and just you know mail it off to him to make it square because it is one of those things I look back on and go, the, you know, the errors of my youth. But I hope that he doesn't hold it against me. righteousness. Yeah, I mean, I've been that guy. I've been that guy picking a fight with grownups, thinking about how wronged I am, and you realize. You no, you were done a favor. I've you were never a jerk. been that guy. Really? Yeah, ever. All right then. Well, the, the rest of us can. I've been that way in friendships, <laughs> but I've never been that way. To Let like... me tell you why it's okay that I stole your girlfriend, wrecked your car, and then you blamed it all on you. No, okay, I never wrecked his car, but. <laughs> but yeah, it was always people around my old age. It's good to have righteous indignation on your side. So uh, that is a couple of my favorite moments, a couple of our favorite moments. It's time now to get this thing a rating. Grownups read things they wrote as kids. Again, you can find them online. Grownups read things they wrote as kids. You, uh, dot com. You can also find them on Twitter. Uh, the uh, Twitter handle is please be grownups that read things. No, they... it's it's G R T T W A K. G R T T W A K. Okay. Grit to whack. There you go. But anyway. What did you think about the show overall? We got to give it a rating. We we give it uh, earbuds in, so we can go half earbuds if we want to, but all the way up to two. Two's the best we can get show each individually. Pitch? Sure. Okay, so it's a live event where like these grown ups come to the stage and they have like old journals or notebooks, right? And then they read it, and you find out that it's how they felt when they were kids. It's a terrible elevator pitch. <laughs> Rate this show, sir. A one. It's a one. It's a one One earbud for you. I'm going to give it a 1.5. I liked it very much. I am still subscribed to it. Uh, I wish they came to the States. And I said that and wrote that before I realized there was a show like it in the States. So I guess I can just go to get mortified uh, if I want to I hit it a lot. I think the closest one to us is probably Austin. All right, then. And But here's the thing is, who – we could just do it in our own town. Yeah, I think probably you can go to getmortified.com and even like set up your own live event. Yeah, like, or something. I, like I think if you like, I think it's a fantastic. This is something that while it's a it's a one as a podcast, it it may be a one or a one and a half as a documentary. Like the idea uh, to be able to go to one of these events, I feel like is a two. Like to be able to go and participate in an event or watch an event, I think is. I think it's an, an an excellent show. Well, you and I are both big fans of the idea of like continuing the storytelling tradition, and any yeah, way yeah. that we can do that and right. bring that back in the electrical age, I think is is really cool. So, uh, anyway, there is uh, our review. Uh, we gave it a total of two and a half for grown ups read things they wrote as kids. We'll have links in the show notes too, where you can find uh, that show and listen to more. Don't forget this week you got another review coming. What's up next, Josh? Guys, we. F- not not guys we f- that's that's the name of the show yeah, right yeah it's about two girls yes the and anti- the guys they f- sure but it's uh, the anti slut shaming podcast <laughs> yes absolutely and that's coming up with both explicit and non explicit reviews available in your feed this week stay tuned and uh, go to podonpod.com to find more guess what else you can find at podonpod.com josh kidneys
No, there are no kidneys there. There is We'd merchandise. We'd a lot more money if there were. <laughs> we, might, we might make more money selling kidneys. I think a different website would be better if we were trying to sell kidneys, though. No, we got T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. We got stickers. Yeah. We got iPhone cases. We got Samsung Galaxy cases. Mugs. We got mugs and travel mugs and many other things, too. Uh, art pouches, all sorts of cool stuff. Check out the full list by going to shop dot pod on pod dot com you can find it right there uh the service is red bubble and thanks to them for setting us up but you can order our logo it's really cool it's got nixon wearing headphones big thumbs up from nixon and uh it, it uh, says pod on pod dot com we are always listening check it out at shop dot pod on pod dot com and Some, we appreciate sometimes you that's how i feel that's that's how you feel. We are always listening. Oh, always listening. <laughs> Ask my wife. She says that's true. Yeah. All right. So uh, check that out. Thanks to everybody who already has. And uh, get your merch. Get your merch. Tell your friends. Uh, and thanks for checking out the show. All right. We'll be back sooner than you think, sooner than normal, with our review of Guys We F***ed. Until next time, we're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And this is the podcast. Pod on Pod is a proud member of the ProCast Network, a Procreate production. Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and the fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at teamprocreate.com. Also be sure to check out one of our other great shows like Me and the Geek. Are you a geek? If the answer is yes, I've got just the show for you. If the answer is no... Well, I might have the show to explain why you're wrong. Meandthegeekpod.com is where you need to go. Visit us every week for a different conversation with a new geek and a peek into their own geeky world. You see, here at Me and the Geek, we believe that everyone is geeky about something. Find out what your geek is and then let your geek flag fly with Me and the Geek on iTunes, in Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts now. Our musical guest this week is We Are Kings and Queens. Wishing well at the wishing well Where all your hopes and dreams slide down Yeah.
faces white skies At first we were worried about using purple bricks, but since we sold with them I haven't been able to stop going on about them, have I, dear? No, love. I've been telling everyone, family, friends, that confused guy at the supermarket. Yeah, you haven't really shut up about that. But seriously, did I tell you about our purple bricks estate agent, Michael? I met him too, he oh, was nice. Oh, we could talk to him whenever. Anything we asked, he could do it. That's enough now, he dear. He was brilliant, always available to chat on the phone. Enough, I Robert. I email him any time of the day or night. Purple oh. bricks. You'll be totally sold. Fixed fee payable on instruction or after 10 months. Viewing services cost extra. See website for more details. At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage.